0: Welcome to Summer Bays, the unofficial home and away podcast brought to you by Clara Kavner, where I take a weekly look at the trials and those big old tribulations of Australia's most beloved surfer town, Summer Bay. Each week, I do deep dive into the week's events and discuss dilemmas our characters are extremely good at finding themselves in, like, should Martha trust her alcoholic son? Mm. Or, is Dean really protecting and preparing Bella from some home truths about Colby we're just making things exponentially worse Get ready to feel closer each day to Home and Away Now before I get started just want to say what a week in Summer rays <laughs> HQ <laughs> So this week kicked off with an interview with Al Wilson from Celeb Time and he chatted all about how you can meet your favourite Home and Away star There's two Braxtons in there Heath and Kyle and it's just a lovely story of you know innovation and entrepreneurship in COVID and really think he's doing a great job with his business and what a perfect gift you can give someone 15 minutes Zoom call with their favourite Home and Away actor like you know it's just so hard to celebrate things in the, in the middle of this pandemic and it's hard to think of like good gift ideas so I think a 15 minute Zoom call with Colby would definitely make my birthday amazing. <laughs> so you can listen back to that. And then I chatted with Dan Ewing, a.k.a. Heath Braxton. It actually all feels like such a dream. It all happened so fast. I got an email on... Oh, gosh, all the days were a bit confusing now. On Wednesday night at half ten saying that the interview would be at 3 a.m. So I stayed up, had a coffee at midnight... <laughs> So, but it was totally worth it, he was such a lovely guy so nice and really just so giving of his time and you can just tell him what he really loves Ireland, very charming real swooner, proper hunk like when he logged onto the call I actually gasped, proper starstruck he's just has such a famous person glow so that was great, so you can listen back to that so loads to be done oh and there is videos of the chat with Dan on Summer Bay's Instagram, at Summer Bay's podcast. So go, have a swoon, go on. So what I'm going to do this week is chat about Monday's episode on its own, because that was the season finale, and then just do normal for Tuesday through Friday. Because I do think it's worth talking about that as a season finale. So during this episode, we have a super creepy Kieran hanging out with the Roo loads and like you can see she's trying to get to know him but you know in her eyes she doesn't like him you know it's like she's giving him a really funny tour of all the ter- places she used to wag school in and stuff but everything about him is just so fake he's just putting it all on all to gain more control over his mum and obviously Alf can see through it but he's he's undermining everything that Alf has said quite subtly. Like being in the house, that's happened a couple of times now without without Alf being there, and that was the only rule he had. So luckily, Alf's intuition is super strong as per, and he's copping on to how worried Martha is. And I know she's just saying, "Oh, it's muscle memory," but when we find out the full story about Kieran's dad being really violent and aggressive so and so and so Kieran's unfortunately inherited some of this because he was hitting Martha and she had to call the police she's given him a lot of slack for someone who was very very bad to her so I know she's like wary in the beginning but she and when she says like oh what kind of mother calls the police on her own son well well someone who was getting hurt and we're seeing glimmers of that now because Then when he is pressuring Jasmine for a job and gets so agitated with her and you could really see like he's just about to blow up at like any second. He was just so pushy and what you're effectively a stranger and he's like, give me the job now. And she's like, I don't know who you are. And then he goes and punches a tree. Oh, my goodness. So, so I'm just really excited. I love these kind of storylines when you're kind of someone's just a bit of a ticking time bomb when you're waiting for them to just press the total destruct button. So I really feel like with Kieran it's on the way. And yes, yeah, so Jasmine finally goes and visits Colby. They just have the most loveliest heart-to-heart and like I got a bit teary when she was, when she said like it's now it's my turn to look after you and between his sad little face and the way she kind of croaks her voice when she talks. Like to, when she starts to get upset. it was. I just found that goodbye really sad. It felt a bit final. Because like he's really let her down. He had that promise to Robbo that he would always look after her. And I was just so sad. But then, like underlying all this sadness, we have kind of a meet-cute between Jasmine and new guy Lewis. So they're pals from college. They appear to have hooked up in the past he's going pretty hell for leather on the flirting and like bringing her coffees admitting that he's creeping on her online bit of like flirty stalking so while I really don't think Lewis is Jasmine's type just because Robbo was like a ginormous beefcake who was devoid of dealing with any feelings this guy is the complete opposite of that and they seem to have had the same past, he lost Anna his wife from same college and she Bonds with him over losing Robbo. So some kind of subtle bubbling away of something there. So you never know. Is Jasmine ready? I don't know. It'll definitely be a slow burn, I think, for that one. And from from that to Ziggy and Dean. So when they go for that walk on the beach and Dean makes what arguably could have been like a last ditch attempt to get Ziggy back, Saying stuff like, I love you and nothing's going to change that. Ziggy, hypocritically, can, still can't get over what he's done and has completely squashed any chance of them getting back together. Just like, squash him like a little bug. Not a chance. Bye bye. But it was interesting to see in that episode that Tane was getting like flashbacks of them hooking up and, and like, you know, you know someone's upset when they're working out loads. <laughs> and he was doing all of that. So I feel sorry for Tane because... Ziggy's just not really in the right headspace. So that was the final episode. Well, pretty much. But And I have to say, I was a little bit like, come on, this is just like a regular episode. It's only in the last like five minutes, it starts to build up to like, okay, these are all the storylines. And then I was just kind of like, okay. And I was like, so P- Colby will probably like Homer Simpson like fade into the background of just being in prison. And Bella will visit him so every so often but then like everything changed in the last like 20 seconds when the prisoners circle him because they found out that he's a cop so like does that mean it's the end for Colby like does he die those kind of cliffhangers were left so yeah a weird finale but definitely the last saved by the last 30 seconds So he's been beaten up within an inch of his life and I really thought Colby was going to have died because in that opening now of the new season, firstly, Lewis Capaldi, before you go, is playing. Secondly, you find out where everyone is as he's being rushed to hospital. So Dean's off for a surf, Bella had him in a dream so I was like, will he, won't he survive? Ooh. But anyway, thankfully he survives. But like Bella, it's so funny, this di- new family dynamic now. So two out of the four of them are gone. And Dean is just giving Bella so much hard talk. And continue. I just love how Dean wouldn't cop that Bella will not take this well. <laughs> like you can't say I'm not going to visit him you need to get used to this new reality we can't help him. forget about him blah 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 it's just such a wrong tactic and I just really miss Willow and all of this and Dean just constantly is dashing her hope dashing her dreams and it's just he's being so dark with her and like it's just too much at the moment like asking her to give up on him only a few weeks days after he's in prison it's just too much real talk especially to the to the sibling of the person i'm i'm anyway i'm glad that they sorted that out but it was just oh, dino he's just really not a good person to comfort you he's he's his own unique way <laughs> um, but where dean is bad at comforting emotionally he's very good at comforting in a more practical way so when colby's in hospital and he can't have his visitors who else can show up and help the river boys so i just love when he all come in and wreck the place and dean and bella get steam which is great but very clever about breaking the rules very very clever and like nobody can cause a scene like the river boys i must say and <laughs> just like i know like i know it's a tense situation and i know like, Colby's life is hanging on by a thread. But I couldn't help but laugh when Christian bursts onto the scene and is like, what's the situation? And he, his outfit. Okay, bottom half grand, top half again. The weird amount of layers. Shirt, tie, cardigan, denim jacket. And I don't know... About you, but I just think a denim jacket on a doctor is a little bit too casual and not, you can't really move around in a denim jacket. They're not very flexible. <laughs> it's just the layers, the combos. I'm here for it. I actually look forward to seeing him every scene. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> what's on the hanger today, Christian? It's just gas. But anyway, glad Colby's okay, even though he might be headed back to prison to die, which is. Oh, so sad he must be so scared and glad that Dean and Bella sorted things out his weird way of trying to like prepare and protect her had to be broken down by Ari Mac everybody had to get involved being like stop what you're doing uh, like Bella's allowed to be hopeful she's allowed to process this in a normal way and do all she can to help her brother she, like she feels helpless so glad that's sorted. It's just because Bella just needs time to accept what's happened. And it's great now that Jasmine is giving them updates and now they have visitation rights. Woo! So that all worked out really well. What a season opener. But um oh but Dean's visit to Colby in the hospital to what a sad goodbye. Uh I so I watch the episodes as a viewer and then I go back and watch them for the pod. And I found it really hard watching it again because I actually think I might have watched it twice. I just find it too sad and Dean's advice about keeping your head down and like, you know, nice guys don't last in there and do whatever it takes to survive, don't hold back. That's a bit ominous, but I suppose that's what you kind of have to say. But it was, it was like desperation in Colby's voice being like well, what do I do like I'm just going to go back and they're going to kill me there's fear and there's sadness there and he doesn't know what to do and it's it's just such a lonely existence for him now and I'm just so sad he's ended up where he's ended up and it's so scary and it's so it's for so long now like it's 25 years this is the rest of his life say he's what 30 like 55 or maybe hopefully he's older than 30, actually. Say so he's 35. Then that's 60. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry, I had to do some fast maths there. <laughs> and then the sucker punch was when Dean says, I'm I can't visit you, but then he said, You'll never see me again. Whatever about I can't visit, but saying you you won't ever see me again is kind of like well. You're now acknowledging that Colby will not survive prison. So, I just again, tough talk from Dean. Just scale it back a little bit, Dean. Scale it back. We need to be a bit more sensitive to people. Oh, yeah. So, tough week. Tough week. Okay. So, just going to change gear. That was a bit heavy. So Christian and Tori, all things moving in the right direction. They're house hunting, even though it's going terribly. And in one breath, Tori's going like, oh, I'm so happy. This feels so right, Marilyn. Like, he's just the best. And Marilyn's all like, good things come to those who wait and blah, blah, blah. And and then Tori finds out that Christian is looking for houses that are child friendly. She's almost like, what are you doing? So poor Christian is just kept on his toes with this woman. It's amazing. So then when Justin invited Christian to move in, of course, Tori throws the toy's head at the prom and is like, What? saying that they're not ready and stuff like that so I just love how she's like he's my it's my decision not yours he's my boyfriend (laughs) not yours just hilarious but like it isn't the worst idea he spends all his time there anyway then it keeps that little foursome together so hopefully that does happen but then underpinning all of this we've got John and new lady Susie so love the John's classic moment with the Uh, exploding sandwich. She really caught him at um, at his most John. Not his worst, his just most John moment. And like she keeps going over and talking to him. And I really like she's the one instigating all of it. Like John doesn't even know that he's going on a date with her. And I really like where this is going. I'm just glad that someone can see John. I think the people around John know him too well. Whereas so he needs somebody to come in and kind of sweep him off his feet so I'm so happy that this is happening. I The only thing I will say, I find it weird that she's a real estate agent but knows nothing in the town. They didn't really acknowledge that. She doesn't know where anything is. She knows the properties. I don't know. Maybe this Summer Bay one is like a special project for her. I don't know. But she's paying attention to all of his history lessons. So that's a good sign. And she's really laying on the compliments. So... um Yeah, let's see where this goes. But Irene well and truly freaked him out. And now the date, I can assume, I know we don't do spoilers on this podcast, but I can assume that John is going to mess up that date. He's gotten into his head now. A beautiful woman has just asked me for dinner and he's like, oh my gosh. But as Irene says, she's as keen as mustard. I don't know what that means, but... I agree 100%. Summer Bays is a no spoiler podcast. So I don't look at what's coming up next on Home and Away. I don't even watch those little 30 second clips at the end of the episodes. I don't read what's coming up on the little episode description thingy. I don't look online. I suggest you do the same. It's total game changer. The twists and the turns are so good you won't have known that Mr. Heath Braxton was coming back. Well, if you don't follow him on social media as well, a bit of a spoiler came from there too. I actually got the spoiler accidentally, annoyingly, because I saw, I was on Facebook, and some fan page that I follow, it came up that like Tane and Ari shooting with Heath Braxton, and it was like a behind the scenes photo, like that... Maybe a passerby took. And that was back in August. So I've been waiting since August, August, for him to show up at some point. I was like, where the hell is he? So unfortunately, but I actually didn't know when he would. I, I still gasped when he came onto the screen. And I really hope you did too. Oh, such a hunk. But before this beautiful cameo, I know what I was saying about Dean showing his support and love for people in very uniquely Dean ways. Just home truths and getting gangs to show up at a moment's notice. Dean was very smart with the paradas. Well, one, he has very good intuition that something was wrong with them and probably because Ari is such a bad liar. But he cops on that they're doing something, a job, and lets them know that it's on Riverboy territory. And if that deal goes through, the cops are going to be at the Riverboys for months after that happens if the lads get away with it. So very clever there. He also very cleverly gets Paul and Leon to come with them on the job so the lads do a great job convincing them that they need backup but then after Mac finds out and begs Dean to do something is when he gets the idea to call in the River Boys. so VG MVP of the week mm. would he, would Dean be like an the MVP of the week or some kind of maybe like a hat tip <laughs> like a salute a salute to some very conniving clever and cunning thinking when it came to bella absolutely not but with this whole armed robbery debacle perfect it was great that dean didn't tell the paradas what was what they were planning on doing so then when they all rock up to the leagues club and then there's like the fight breaks out so it's what a perfect scene for heath to come back into like it's a fight sequence he gets to say cool lines And it's like, that's a very bad idea. And you just, oh, it made me miss the Braxton so much. Really just, what a time. What a time. And I'm glad during that fight, Tani got to showcase his kickboxing practice. A lot of cool roundhouse kicks from him. Then, so the... Leon and the boys get packed up in the car and get taken for a ride so it just made me think like what's Heath doing where's Bianca does Bianca know he's going and doing this probably not because but he said something like oh this is the most fun I've had in ages which makes me think he's probably living a very boring and normal life in the city so which makes me think he's being a good boy so or like that he's you know got his life together and stuff like that so that's good and it's nice now to have the relief that all that whole bribery back and forth is all gone now and i did think, now confession i did think Heath was coming back coming back coming back and because i wasn't looking at anything online i was kind of like hey why isn't he in friday's episode so i was a bit disappointed that it's only for one episode but as dan ewing himself said you know better to leave than wanting more which is exactly what happened. So, you never know. There could be some kind of comeback because I hopefully the reaction to him coming back was so good. So, fingers crossed. But, oh, just love a good cameo. That was fabulous. All right, then there we have Kieran. So, he, Alf's intuition is super good. He, and, like, he sees the cut hand. Wondering what happened. It's like, definitely knows he's punched something. And like, call him out for lying on his CV. And you know, now he's very protective over Rue because she could be in danger. And while Kieran's like wanting to make it work and like re- pressuring Jasmine again about the CV and like, give me an interview, give me an interview. And it's just, it's very, um, something's not right. Really not right. And you can really see the hope in... Martha for things to work out, and she slowly kind of the most memories leaving her, and she's slowly starting to trust Kieran. And then you just don't want a rift to happen between Alf and Martha because she's saying, "Well, if you're not happy with him here, we're both going to Marimula." Like that's a bit of a blackmail, isn't it? So I suppose so. Then Alf and Kieran come to an arrangement, and I say "Like when he said if it was up to me, you'd be on your bike," and then Kieran's like, "Well, it's not up to you, is it?" So I would just really doubt Kieran's intentions because he's just trying to, like, get in with his mum, kind of gaslight Martha a little bit into thinking that he's a nice guy and then be horrible to everyone else. Like, what kind of strategy is that? Terrible. But then, like, Martha's going over to Jasmine and pressuring her and vouching for her son, even though he has no experience. And she pulls... The second chance card, which we all know Jasmine cannot resist because she's loves a good being given a good second chance. So I think after Martha said that, it was like, okay, well, you're definitely getting the job now. So, and like, I feel bad for Kieran because you know when they're all talking about like how great a family they are, like taking in strays and making everyone feel great. Kieran gets a bit like overwhelmed and he has to leave and he's not used to a big happy family. So. It seems like it was heading in the right direction. Like, you know, Rue's helping him, like, just give Alf loads of compliments. We can get around him and like, just stay in his good books kind of thing. But then now he's drinking. So like, was he always? Or did was it just this, was that the trigger, the kind of the happy families or now that he's gotten a job, he thinks his life is sorted. Like, what tipped him over the edge? I just want to know. But the, like, it's just, everything he says has such venom in them. Like, Ruth is just talking to him and he's like, oh I brought the coffee he's like am I making an effort or have you got a problem like he's just he's got such a like whip to his tail but now that he's copped on that Martha helped in the old job interview I wonder I just kind of worry about Martha like is she going to get given out to is he going to be horrible to her Jasmine gave him a three month trial so that's a good relief at least she hasn't out because this is a ticking time bomb Now, I'm going to try to keep this short because I feel like I I give out about her a lot. But Ziggy, oh my God. She's driving me nuts this week. And like, I know the whole thing this week was, can Justin keep his relationship professional with his friend Ziggy? But I like the way he was pulling rank on her. And reaffirming that he's the boss and when Ziggy starts barging in being like yeah I'll do this I'll do that I'm glad he put her on you know the the less important jobs for the week because you haven't got like she sees the like looking after the suppliers and accounts like as a demotion the business is floundering what are you doing like you you won't be doing that forever it's day one of Justin coming back on the job you've let everything every time we see you working you're like surrounded by papers and laptops and like drowning under all this work so we need to clear the backlog here so you're going through like one bad day calling it torture and like oh he's punishing me and it's just so um there's just no humility there or something it's just like why can't you just cop on that we need to get the business back on its feet and why can't you cooperate that's all you need to do and um, you hired a criminal who hid drugs in in your garage you did nothing about it because you have a massive crush on him and then he got the garage involved in a raid and you expect and then you just keep being like well why didn't you fire me why didn't you fire me And it's like rather than actually being sorry you're how are you making up she keeps saying I've tried everything I can to like make up for making the mistake but I kept this business open but like you're not trying because you're going oh he's trying to give me a demotion and he's like making me do loads of boring errands. That's what, that's how you make up for something. You just, you have to turn into a yes person and you have to be like, I'll do anything you want. I'm really sorry for what happened, blah, blah, blah. Not after like one day of bad job. We've all had terrible days in work and we don't scream at our boss and then then make him be your like agony aunt for the day. Like all this crying and shouting. It's just, ugh, so unprofessional. So, so unprofessional. And like she says it's all about Dean and like, oh, I just still love him and you know, it's a rough time. I don't think it is. And you say you still love him, but you're not acting like that. And I don't think it is. I think you're just conflicted because you fancy Tane and you want to be with Tane, but you but you just feel bad on Dean. That's all it is. This is why you're upset. And I love it. And poor Justin, like, he's just trying to do his first day back and now he's had to turn into your, like, counsellor. So bringing her to the diner was a perfect idea. Just fob her off. And because I kind of feel like when, you know, when people are doing the wrong thing, they keep saying that they're doing the wrong thing so people can't give out to them. And then, yeah, it's just like, so she's like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this to you. But then continues to do it and chat to him. So anyway, I'm glad they sorted out their professional relationship. And... It's just so classic. He sends Ziggy home and then he has a massive back spasm. So, oh, fingers crossed. Everything's okay for for Justin because Ziggy cannot take any more work load. God, no. All right, well, that about wraps it up for me this week. If you want to get in touch with me, or view some very hunky videos of Dan Ewing, head over to Summer Bay's Instagram. It is at Podcast. Or you can email me Podcast at gmail.com. G'day and talk to you next week.